At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every time my intro comes on, I just want to go dancing. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. As you know, I try to go around the planet seeking for the best humans I can find to get them on here for you to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And today I found Steve Fredland, and I hope I said that right. He is a sought-after problem solver and a strategist for Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, nonprofits. And Steve is a coach and a humanitarian. And he loves to um, help individuals, organizations, and communities with their unique situation. And I want to talk to him about that, as well as addressing struggles faced more broadly. And so, um, Steve, I'm really glad we met. I was reading your bio and everything. I try not to dig in too much to the person I'm going to speak to because I want to know you authentically, as if we just, you know, met at a restaurant and we're just chit chatting, you know? So, how are you, Steve? Welcome. I'm doing really well, Nina, man. It's, it's an honor to be on this show. Fantastic stuff that you're doing. I love it, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks. I really um, love having like conversations with people like you, Steve. I mean, you, you look like you're really uh, touching on small businesses, but you're also touching on the individual aspect of it and all of that. So I want to dig into that. And so we before we go into that, I do want to know a little bit more about you, Steve. So why don't you let us know a little bit more than what I read in your bio? Yeah, I'm one of these folks that I'm multi-passionate, right? So I've done a whole bunch of things over my life. So it's hard to talk about everything, but broad, broad level. Uh, I spent about 25 years in the corporate world. Uh, I'm an actuary by trade. So really just in, uh, sort of analytical stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. hedging and derivatives and all this kind of weird stuff. Uh, but I always had a passion for small businesses, a passion for community. Uh, my wife and I are both fifth generation in the same small area of the of this uh, Minnesota where we, where we live. And oh, nice. I've always done that. And I've also gotten involved in nonprofit work. So it's always been like all of these different things involved uh, at the same time, trying to figure out like, who am I? Like, who am I? What is really uh, my sweet spot? Because I have so many things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about three years ago, I left out, left the corporate world out of my own. Uh, and now, like you said, primarily working with small businesses. I call it small, small business intentionally uh, because there's nice. a lot of folks, a lot of the mom and pop shops, the, the aspiring entrepreneurs, the people that are really kind of the lifeblood of the communities because they yeah. live their work, their play, their eat, their volunteer, their donate their time and their money there. You know, a lot of these folks are struggling even before COVID. And a lot of the help that's available to them is often 
you know, good hearted people, but don't have the same level of experience that can really help them in their business. And so I decided that I wanted to really uh, make my contribution to making communities become more vibrant by helping these small businesses, these nonprofits in these, especially in rural communities. That's really great. I mean, and you're right. I mean, this is way before um, the the pandemic, right? I mean, mm-hmm. these small businesses and these mom and pop shops and stuff, which I actually love, were getting consumed by the big guys. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, they were they were just getting closed out, closed out. I'm like, dang, man, where's that? Where's that great shoe guy that used to fix all my shoes? You know, or that stuff. So that's really neat. That's a neat, neat niche to get into. Um, but what made you go from corporate to that? What 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 was that leap? I think ultimately the, these are my people, right? Like the corporate people, they're they're amazing people, great jobs, great companies. But I'm a small town kid. I was, you know, raised that way, and like I never really felt mm-hmm. like I truly fit in to the corporate corporate world, even though I had success and all that kind of stuff. I just I've always was lean toward I want the I want to work with the blue collar people. I want to mm-hmm. talk to the folks that are kind of running the shoe store, like you talked about. Yeah. And those just feel like my people more and more. Yeah. And so when I left the corporate world, it was really around I wanted to help communities become more vibrant. Like that was my felt like that was sort of my my calling, if you will. And I'd done some nonprofit work in Rwanda, but it was about uniting a community here. And so that's always been on my heart. And so when I left, the question was, well, how can I make the greatest contribution to helping our communities become more vibrant. What mm. does that look like for me personally with my skill set, my experience, my passion? And so I surrounded myself with the right people that could just ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where we landed was, man, if, if you could help these small businesses and these small nonprofits and these entrepreneurs and the folks just looking at getting into starting businesses, if you could help those folks become more successful, that's going to help our communities. And so that is really, that was the rationale for why I chose to do that. So I do a little bit of corporate consulting just to pay the bills, uh, yeah. but I wish I could just leave all of that and just really work with the the smaller organizations. Was that tough for you leaving the um, the big corporate world and, and doing that? Because <clears throat> I'm like, I'm someone who was, who was always aspiring for like, like more in my life as well. Right. And sometimes it's a challenge, right? When you're that kind of person who's doing really well, you're thriving, you're in these fortune 500 companies, you can take these two ways, right? So one is I'm done with it. I'm going to move on. This is what I'm doing. Or you start to feel like, am I failing here? What am yeah. I doing here? Is this insanity? Like, what was that for you? Cause that must've been a struggle. It, it was a struggle. Uh, it was a struggle. And, you know, I mean, you go through seasons of happiness and unhappiness in yeah. your work world and that sort of thing. That's part of what I talk about is a lot of what drives that because I had to figure it out for myself. But, you know, at the end of my corporate world, it really was sort of a, a traumatic experience in a sense of, um, you know, just things were just not how I needed them to be, how I wanted right. them to be. All of all of those pieces, that's a whole story in and of itself. So it was kind of a it was a push out in a sense of the corporate world. Like I wasn't really saying, okay, on this date, I'm going to transition right. uh, to work for myself. It had always been in my back of my head, uh, but I wasn't, you know, waiting for a certain date. It was a series of events that happened that made me go, this, this has to be the time. And so right. it was kind of like jumping off of the, the pier. Uh, you know, I'm married. And so I was talking to my wife too, because we yeah. both grew up poor and we wanted financial security above anything. And so how, what's our plan here if this thing doesn't work and yeah. all of that. So there was, you know, a lot of conversations around how can we do this? How can we both feel good about this? Because I was excited to do it, excited to try it, but I wasn't excited about uh, all those pieces. Like when you leave a job where right. somebody, somebody at some level is just telling you, here's what you can do. Here's what we want you to do. And here's a paycheck. Yeah. And now it's like, 
Okay, well, you have no clients, you have no office, you have no benefits, you have none of these things. So, you know, good luck getting a client and convincing them or whatever yeah. to, to buy your services and then figure out how to administer all of that. So it was a, but I love those kind of challenges, but it was still yeah. pretty daunting. It is daunting. You know, I, I, um, you know, I, I don't know if you know much about me, but you know, me and my husband as well, we, what we've been through a lot and, and one of them being homeless and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Right. So I totally a hundred percent get what you're saying. Right. Because when me and my husband are having these conversations, this is something that also holds him back. Right. Because mm. he's like, yeah, I don't want to go homeless again. I don't want to go poor again. I don't want to not yeah. have this again. You know, so I get that, Steve. That's why I'm like, this had to be a really big struggle. Yeah. Um, so what was the mindset then? How, how did you prepare for that? Right. Because then there came a day where you actually did leave. Right? right. So, and how do you like that in itself? Right. It has to, you have to have some uh, mental fortitude. You have to be able to uh, overcome uh, mental blocks. You have to like do a lot of stuff. So wh what work did you do there to get through that? Yeah. And, and I appreciate you sharing that about your background as well, because that was kind of our situation too. Like, well, we just can't go down that road again. Yeah, but, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. You That's know, one of those lessons that one time was fine. I learned the lesson, Lord. Thank you so much. It, it's so tough, right? Because that, that's re that's reality, right? That's and, reality. You know, and now you know I was in a position where I had a really good job, you know, that I was leaving, and so we had some savings, some retirement stuff. So I was very, very lucky, right? Some people are yeah. doing this completely like, man, let's just see what happens. Uh, I figured I had about six months where I had to make something happen or I'd have to try to find a job again. And right. I consider myself marketable, but who knows, right? You just right. don't know. Right. You leave a job yeah. like that. Now are people going to be reluctant to hire you back because you don't really know what you want to do or so you're right. jumping off a cliff, so you know, uh, for yeah. sure. So, so mentally, I think what helped, what helped us um, is really having that plan of, you know, help, you know, figure out like, well, what are our pain points for each one of us? Right. So for me, one of the pain points was just the structure of the job and wanting to just solve the problems I wanted to solve. Like I'm a problem solver. Like that's what I do. And the corporate world has gotten to the point where I just don't want to solve that problem day after day anymore. It was a great problem, but it's solved. Like I don't want to solve it anymore. I want to solve the problems I want. So that was sort of my piece of it. You know, for, for, for Tracy, it was more on how can I have that financial stability? So it's figuring out where are the pain points and then coming up with a plan. How do we, how do we address each one of these pain points? How can I create a business that allows me to solve more interesting or new problems and help yeah. the kind of people I want to help while also providing that stability of income that, you know, that we're concerned about. So it was all about creating a plan of, okay, after three months, after six months, if this isn't happening, I mean, I'll go get a job at Walmart. I don't care. That's fine. Go do, you know, just having that plan in place is mm -hmm. helpful because mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, well, if these things don't go, here is the backup plan. And so mm -hmm. for us that helped because then I felt like I could really go after it as long as I met the conditions of that plan. Um, and that's right. still kind of the, how it is today. Like even today, still, still going well, you know, by in six months from now and a year from now, those are still things. So that's helps me um, help yeah. think how we're wired. Now that might not work for everybody because as you know, we're all different. We have different personalities. Right. And so right. I think sometimes you hear something like this and you're like, okay, I just need to create a plan and then I'll feel good. Well, that might not be what you need for your personality, but that's what right. worked for us is to have a plan so that we knew what would happen if. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because it's true. I think um, my husband is the planner. I'm mm -hmm. the one that burns the boats and goes, right? So <laughs> yeah, we're, right? we're, we're yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my husband's the one that's like, no, no, slow down, woman. You know, we got a little planning to do here. And I'm like, why? Let's just go. Right, let's know? go. What's the worst <laughs> that can happen? Right, right, right. We could go homeless again. So what? Yeah. Right. Then we'll figure it out. It's so right? funny. Yeah. It's so funny because it, and I'm glad you said that so that the audience is listening can understand that both of those things can work. You just have to know what it's right for you. Mm-hmm. And I love also that you did bring in the aspect of planning, Steve, because I think that what I'm seeing a lot, and I don't know you're you're seeing this, but that there is a lot of burning the boat and go. Mm-hmm. And then people get really fearful and afraid and yeah. they're like, oh no. And now they're stuck, right? Because yeah. now they're afraid to move forward because that's not who they are, right? Yeah. But at the same time, everybody's doing it and they think that's what they should be doing. And I always said, Steve, that comparison is the thief of all joy, Yeah. right? So as soon as you start to compare yourself to the other guy on, on Instagram or on LinkedIn or they got more views, you're done because- yeah you're always going to be at the mercy of what somebody else is doing online. Right. Yeah. So somebody's always going to have more views. Somebody's always going to have better vacations. Somebody's always going to have right. bigger cars. Somebody, I mean, right. it's just, that, that is human nature. And I think social right. media is great in a lot of ways, but it does introduce that where right. it feels like somebody's always on vacation. Well, because right. of, all, of all your friends, somebody always is on vacation. And so you start right. feeling bad about yourself because boy, it seems like everybody's going on vacation seven times a year. Well, it's not the case. Right. It's just what you see. And I think, right. I think that's it. And I think, you know, what we touched on there a little bit is, is the power of clarity and how important it is to really know yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. you mentioned, well, what should I do or whatever? Like, like those things that is, that is such an enemy as well. You yeah. know, we allow ourselves to get should on, yeah. you know, because well, you should go to college, you should get married, you should have kids, you should get a job, you should take a promotion. You yeah. should, 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 should. And I think it's exhausting. And I think a lot of us fall into that. I did. For 40 yeah, me years too. where yeah. I'm like, I did what I should do. Right. And that's noble, I guess, at some level, but it's also life sucking. And you don't even realize it because it's little by little. Mm-hmm, and so when mm-hmm. you talk about, you know, jumping ship and you're burning the ships and kind of jumping from the corporate to something else, or if you're thinking about starting a business or, you know, your listeners, a lot of them are entrepreneurs. If you're thinking about expansion or contraction or pricing or all those things, I think so much of small business ownership is about knowing yourself, yeah. like truly yeah. knowing yourself, not what, you know, you think you should be like, or what others expect of you or whatever, but like, who are you really? And what kind of business do you really want to have? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think if you really get clarity on that, I think that makes the burning of the ships. I think it makes the planning. I think it makes however you are wired in your, yeah. your family situation. It makes all of that stuff easier because you come back to a central point. But a lot of us, you know, we start businesses a certain way because we don't want a boss, right? That's the reason we start businesses. <laughs> and maybe that's fine, but we don't really think about anything else beyond that. Right. We start layering on this business. Then we wake up 5, 10, 20 years from now and we're like, this isn't even the business I want. This is terrible. Right. Wow, that's so I'm un- true. And I'm unhappy. And that so that yeah. can happen if you own a small business or if you're employed in a big company. And we think it's the small business ownership that makes us unhappy, or we think it's the working for the man that makes us unhappy. It really is more of an alignment issue. Yeah. Of we're not really doing it in alignment with who we truly are. And I think it's taken me a long time to realize that. And I wish I would have known that 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I said the same thing the other day. It's yeah. so true. And somebody said, well, what if you're working for an organization that okay, so I do align with a lot of what my organization is doing, the nonprofit yeah. world that I'm working in. And I love it. And so somebody said, what if it didn't? I said, then it doesn't. They don't have to align to what I want. Mm-hmm. What I have to understand is what is it that I want? Yeah. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, every organization is going to be run by the person that they, who they are. Right. So and it should be. We, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they should be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I said, like, if when, when, you know, I have my small business. So if people are in my small business and don't want to be here, don't. Yeah. Nobody's making you do something you don't want to do. And I think that's where we get stuck. Right, Steve? We we think we have to do this. Yeah. I don't know where we got that from. I guess it's upbringing and watching people struggle in our lives and, and stuff like that. And something worked when we were struggling. So we think now that's what we have to do. You right. know, so how well, do you help? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm not going to say and the pendulum swings, right? Like, right. so there's, you know, I grew up and, you know, my mom worked five jobs just so we could rent out the basement of a house or whatever. And so, you know, work ethic and just going to work, whether you're sick or whatever, and just putting yeah. your time, like that's it. And I saw that and I experienced that. I'm like, oh, I don't really want that. You know, if there's any way to do it, but you know, things shift like, you know, one generation, it's man, it's so noble just to, to get up at 8 a.m. and, you know, go to the coal mine and pack your lunch and come back and like, that's it. And so sometimes you want to pendulum swing. Sometimes you want to grab onto that. And you think that's how it should be. So, yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of the should uh, piece of it that oh, just sort of absolutely. comes into the fabric of who we are. And we're, we're very fortunate, all of us collectively, we're at a time in history now where we have more flexibility than ever before for to really? do the kind of jobs that we want, yeah. to pursue what we really want. I think for other generations, that sounds crazy. I oh, mean, I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm gonna create my own business. I'm gonna start an Instagram, you know, yeah. business, and I'm gonna sell thrift clothes. And yeah, like, what are you talking about? Because yeah. they're like, no, I'm gonna go to the bank and work, you know, right. stores from you know, overnight or whatever, you know. Right, yeah. right, and it, you know what? You're seeing it now, Steve, because you know. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Um, I'm hiring some people, too, and I can't, I can't find anybody. Like, yeah. where, where are you people? You know, yeah. like, where is everyone? It's and I'm gross. like, this is kind of crazy. It's a different world, completely, completely different world. And so I wanted to see how, how did the um, small businesses receive you? Like what you're going to do with them? Because I don't think they're used to that, right? Like somebody coming in and saying, hey, let's help you structure this. Let's help you see what it is you're doing here. Let's, let's see if you even like what you're doing. Um, so yeah. how, how did they receive that from you? It's still, it's still an evolving piece yeah. because I think, you know, as I had, especially like I'm in rural Minnesota. And so I would go to the chamber meetings and that sort of thing and say, man, let we, your businesses could be doing so much. Let me see if I can work with you and even offering free consultation. And so much, so many people were sort of apprehensive to that yeah. and they even knew me. It wasn't like, oh, here's some strangers. Like they know I'm in the community and that sort of thing. A lot of it is they, they just think it's a snake oil salesman thing. Somebody's yeah. selling them something they don't need. Yeah. Or they don't have the time or the money to actually invest in it. Um, or a lot of it is even apathy. A lot of, like mm. I got I got all this money from like a couple different counties and cities during the CARES Act to actually help 
small businesses build websites and be, develop an online presence because they had to pivot, right? People weren't yeah. going to come into their stores. And so I had all this money just to help them build websites and all this stuff. And so many people, and it's, of course it's their right to say no, but so many people were just like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, wow. wow. What do you mean it's fine? Like isn't your business way down? Yeah, it's way down, uh, but we'll, we'll get through it somehow. We'll figure it out. I'm like, literally we can build you a website for absolutely free and maintain it and all that sort of stuff. Ah, we're fine. So it wasn't, you know, they obviously have a right to say no, but it was just yeah, more of this apathy sort of thing. And so trying to figure out like, where are these people and how, you know, because what happens is I end up caring more about their business than they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you know, they, they look at their financials yeah. and they realize they're going to be out of business in three years. And they're just like, they're fine. If you yeah. ask them, they're fine. They're like, that's not part of their plan. Like they don't want to be out of business, right. but they either don't have the time, the money, the energy or whatever. So you have to kind of figure out like what is going on there. But in terms of receiving me in, in terms of like asking those clarifying questions, I think there's resistance on the front end. But once I start working with somebody, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is so yeah. big. Like I, I did a, just did a two hour session with this one guy. Uh, he was kind of like, almost like doing it as a favor to me. Right. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this thing with, you know, with you. And like, all I did was ask questions for two hours about the business and what he wants to do. What's his dream? Like when this thing's over, is he gonna, does he want to sell the business? Does he ever like just asking questions? And by the end of it, he's like, Oh my gosh. And he was just like, and I'm not trying to say that to sell myself just like, but yeah. but clarity, the power of clarity is yeah. so critical. And so as people start to do that, and then sort of as one person tells another person, Hey, you got to meet with Steve and, and talk about this. Um, that's when it starts to to uh, resonate with people. But yeah, this yeah. this initial piece is sort of tricky. And at least where we are, a lot of people they get the free coaching and consulting from like the small business, the SBDC oh, yeah. uh, units there. And you know, by their own admission, there's people that aren't super experienced in it. But a lot of people that are saying, you know, that's just fine. That training is just fine for me uh, for what I want to do. So I think it's really finding. You know, what I've been doing now most recently is trying to find those businesses that are actually hungry to grow because it's really hard to tell people you should want to grow and you should want to thrive. If you tell them, Hey, do you want to work, make twice as much money, work half as many hours? They're like, yeah, that sounds great. Hey, let's start meeting together. Even at, you know, super reduced or even free rates. And they're like, yeah, I don't really have time for that. So, and that's their right. But it's like, it's very frustrating as somebody that I look at their business, like, like three things you could do. And you would be right. like, you would be making twice as much money and working half the time but they don't want to do it. So that's kind of yeah. the frustrating part of it. And so that's for me as a, as just an innate problem solver, I need to try to find those circles and find those people that really want, you know, want those services. Uh, Cause yeah. not everybody does. That's all mindset though, Steve, I think, because, you know, um, as a small business owner, I get it. Like sometimes when you are in the, in the midst of it, you don't see a way out of it or you just start to become yeah. used to the routine. And that's really your demise before you know it, you're done, you know, and it's, um, it, it's, it's such a, a closed minded way of thinking, but mm -hmm. they don't realize it. Right. So, right. and they're kind of defeated at that point too. And they probably have been burned Steve, because there's that's, so yep. many coaches and, and people out there that are, are doing the snake, you know, snake yep. oil thing where, I mean, even I'm dealing with that myself as a coach, having people come to me and then they're like, oh, but this coach promised me X and mm -hmm. then they didn't deliver. Like that sucks, yeah. you know, That's and that terrible. happened to me too. So I get it. That yeah. really sucks. But you have to know that you need an outside person to help you see. Yes. You can't, you know, you can't, what is that? You can't see the label from inside the jar. 
Hmm. Right. Hmm. And so you, you have to, you need somebody who's going to be outside the jar reading that label to you. And I think what you're doing is great, Steve. And I say, you know, keep going for it. And you're right. You know, people have to, I think you're going to have to maybe come, I'm not telling you what to do with your business. Please do. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, if there's a way to um, plant a seed. Yeah right that makes them think about what they're thinking about right because if they're saying to you yeah i want to make double the money but half the time and then they go i don't have time then which one is it really important <laughs> obviously right yep. something is not really important and i've had you know um clients that you know oh i want to do this and then weeks and weeks are going by and you're not doing any of the work okay we need to stop our coaching yeah. because i'm not helping you you know yeah. like and you're not ready no i am no yeah you're not you're you care more than they do. and Yeah, yeah. And then you have to worry about that yourself, Steve, because then it starts to get on you. Like you start to feel fatigued yourself. And right. then you're starting, yeah. you know, you got to be careful that it, that doesn't infiltrate your business. Right. right? And that can yeah. happen. We're human. We're yep. human. Right? Yeah. A couple of things that are interesting about the, about this whole dynamic, too. And maybe some of your listeners are in the situations coming from a corporate world or whatever. So I, I always thought like, okay, my background is going to be super appealing and people are going to grab hold of this thing because, you know, I've got an MBA, I've got the corporate experience. I can really, you know, start all these things. And I think it becomes a stumbling block a little bit yeah. to the small business owners because they feel like, okay, well, he's not going to understand my business or whatever because mm. he's been working in Fortune 500 companies. So we're, what I thought was maybe like a great uh, experience maybe could be hindrance in some places. But the other thing that, that I'm interested in, in even what your folks think too, or what you think, um, is that one of the big one of the big stumbling blocks is what I've experienced in my as I'm developing my business that I think other people are experiencing too is this idea of you know we we want this great support right and then we get the price tag and we're like well all right I, I'm not going to do that right like I'm I'm a public speaker I do a lot of keynote speaking and I yeah. wanted to get like this great coaching package from people so I went to this thing and it was great and then they're like okay boom if you want to work with us it's twenty five thousand dollars. Like, well, that's not, I'm not going to do that. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't do it. And like, it feels like it's just out of reach, like the best stuff. It's like out of reach for us. And it just feels like it's, it's a continuing that class system of the haves and the have not, right? The people that have money can make more money than those that don't can't. And so I, I was experiencing this and I was talking to this to other people. They're like, that's how I feel too. Like even with coaching and consulting. And even though my rates aren't super high, what I've started doing and it's working and I'm curious people's thoughts on this is saying, all right. Like in those situations, I want somebody to prove it, prove your value. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, okay, maybe it's worth 25 grand if all of a sudden I get $30,000 keynotes and I get 15 of them booked, like that's worth it, right? But there's no right. guarantee of that. Prove your value. And I want to pay people like based on results, right? Right. So I've started doing this in my business where now like if you're a small business, if you're like a micro business owner, you pay me, pay me 10% of my rates, like pay me 10%. And again, I'm not trying to sales pitch. I'm just trying to, right, like, right, you, no, you're, you're trying to figure out these solutions to help people. Like that's what small businesses is all about. Trying to figure out what are these solutions I can provide to help people. And so now I've started offering that. It's like, all right, pay, pay me 10% of my costs. That's it. Like that's all, that's all you have to pay. Now, if the results blow you away, if you have great results, pay me more later. That's fine. You know, but I think people are starting to latch on to that. Like, oh, this idea of proving it, because I think a lot of us small business owners, yeah. we continually get taken advantage of by yeah. people who are selling something, but not results. Like social media is a great example. There's a lot of great yeah. social media trainers and bad <laughs> ones too that'll say, hey, pay me you know, $500 a month or whatever it is. And it just, nothing happens, right? There's no traction that's joined. And I just want to say, I'll pay you that if I see the results. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, 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 it's a fixed rate thing. And of course that's their prerogative, but it's so frustrating right. because I just can't keep paying, you know, 
hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars here, and I don't want other people to do the same thing. So yeah. anyway, long answer to short question. No, that, that makes like, a lot of sense. Finding out what are their pain points, what yeah. are their what are their pieces that they're that they just feel so frustrated by, and then saying, All right, let's let's see if we can solve that pain point to get you over the hump. Because then once people taste what you have to offer as a small business owner, if it's good, they're gonna then want more. Right. I mean, that's good. That's a that's a good thought, Steve. I think also it's limiting what you give to, right? Because you do have these uh, these leeches out there too, right? right. That'll take yep. everything for free and yep. give nothing back in return. I'm not saying that um, you know anybody of my listeners are doing that or well, whatever, and I Absolutely. don't and I don't know that, yeah. but they are people like that, right? I've given many free consultations and stuff, and sometimes yep. even three to four sessions. Yeah. And then when it comes to it, they're like, "Oh, that's it. Did you get value? Oh my God, tons of value. Okay, this is a well." Okay, so then right. I got I just gave away like six hours of free <laughs> right right you gotta so limit it. I, yeah yeah you have to limit it, Steve. And I also think that um it's a great concept, but you also have to protect yourself, right? So there's yep. boundaries. So yep. I will help you. What's the main point? Okay, let's work on one goal. If you make that goal, you see my value. Right. And at, at the end of every um session, you ask them, Did you get value from this? Yep, what was that value? Great, because it'll reinforce in them the value that you're giving them. Yep. And it'll reinforce in you that you're providing value. And I think yep. that that's one of the biggest things that I try to do with my coaching as well, because I feel like when you get in the rut of things, you'll forget that Steve helped you. Right. That's right? correct. Yep. Yep. You'll forget. Yep. And so you have, so you to, have to make up. sure. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to set it up to protect yourself and them because yep. you want them to not forget that they have gained value and that they can make it. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So yeah. So that's my little two cents on. Yeah, on no, that. that's, that's exactly <laughs> how, that's exactly how things are set up. But I think it's, yeah, it's sort awesome. of like, you know, give, give people a taste of it or yeah. whatever, or whatever. And that's been very successful to, to yeah, have that. Done. Because then you ask for, then it's referrals, right? Like, all right, right, then it's okay. I expect a couple of referrals. I expect, you know, endorsement on LinkedIn or whatever it might be. And, and you go yeah. from there, but you know, I think, I think, you know, I'm getting kind of in the weeds of my business, but I think just in general for your listeners, I think just really figure out like who you are about the clarity of who you are. And then what are, you know, what are people looking for out there? And then it's just solving that, you know, cracking that nut that kind of connects those two pieces. Yeah. And I think um, every, I I always say this, but I really believe it, that everyone needs a coach. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs somebody on their side to pull them forward. Um, I think uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, don't be afraid. You know, try it and invest in yourself. That'll be the best investment you'll ever make in your life. The best investment you'll ever make in your life because knowledge can't be taken away from you, right? Like Steve, you and I have been there. We've lost everything. We've been homeless. We've been struggling. We know what that's like, but they couldn't take away our knowledge. They can't take away your grit. They can't take away your know-how. They can't take that away, right? So you can take away the house and the cars and all that stuff, but I'm going to make it to the top one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Whether I whether I'm baking something out of the scraps from a garbage can, I'm making some money back, is what I'm saying. Right? I didn't want to interrupt that. Man. That's that's like the sound bite right there. Like, let's go. There you go. Motivational talk from Nina Perez. That's it. Because Steve, I think you know, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I love how you niched it down to these uh, small small businesses and these mom and pop places and these uh, small entrepreneurs. It's a beautiful thing because you are really working with people that really do want to be worked with. You know, mm-hmm. like they they want to go somewhere. This is why they 
started what they started. Starting a small business, you got to have guts to start yeah. a small business. You have to have guts to be an entrepreneur. It is super easy, Steve, and you know this, to go work for someone and get a paycheck every week. Mm-hmm. You might be miserable, but it's easier. Yeah. You know? Especially now. Uh, so, right? Especially now. Yeah, especially now. There's tons of jobs now. Anybody want a job? Go find one because there's a lot of them waiting. <laughs> but yeah, Steve, yeah. this was amazing talking to you. I really enjoyed having you here on Straight Talk. So before I let you go, I want to make sure that people know how to get in contact with you. So give us your, um, you know, your, your 411. Where can we find you? What do we do? How do we follow? All that great stuff. Yeah, I'd say the easiest way to connect with me if you're on social media is LinkedIn. Uh, that's where I'm the most active. I do something called Steve's Daily Stool, and that is intentional, uh, where I just share a couple of minute videos, uh, little insights that I'm learning uh, along the way that are hopefully helpful. Uh, and then a couple of websites. So smallsmallbusiness.com. That's the business. Uh, where I do the coaching, consulting, training, all that sort of stuff too. And you can find out about this prove it program that I have where you can, you know, meet with me for a fraction and and try to figure some things out. Um, And then stevefredland.com is more of my speaking website. So if you're an event planner or you're doing something, you're looking for somebody to come in and share something with the troops, uh, that's something that uh, I do as well. That's awesome. And the other one's called smallsmallbusiness.com? Yep. That's so cool. That I love that. Yeah. Love long that is, you know, I've got a number of, uh, we have master contracts with like the state of Minnesota and some different counties and that sort of thing too, where we're, it's really what we're doing there is really serving those people that are, you know, like disabled people that are trying to start a business, that sort of stuff too. So really this is our passion wow. is, is wow. helping the people that are trying to start businesses and trying to make a go of it in these communities. That's awesome. Good work, Steve. Good Thank work. You. Well, really, it's really been great. it's been a fun journey to get to this point. I wish I would have figured it out a few years ago, but it's it's my sweet spot. You are where you need to be. Listen, you are where you need to be. Right? Nice. You really, really are. So good for you. Really. Thank you, Nina. That's I appreciate awesome. that. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for being here. And guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Now, you already heard Steve drop a bunch of gems. So make sure that you follow and support him. I'm going to make sure that his uh, information is down in the show notes so that you can go ahead and check out his websites. And if you do have a business or organization that needs a keynote speaker, you know, make sure that you check that out as well. It was such a pleasure to speak with him. Thank you guys for being here. As you know, like, share, subscribe, all that great stuff to help our algorithms and help us grow. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, no sugar added. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.